In a world where good news is hard to find, WAVA and One Heart DC present Good News for the City. We're here to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what his body, the church, is doing to spread this good news in the Washington, D.C. metro area, including Northern Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. As Jesus said in John 17, Father, that they may be one just as we are one. Welcome to Good News for the City. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Greetings, folks, and welcome to Good News for the City, the radio broadcast ministry partnership between WAVA Radio and One Heart DC right here on Life Changing Talk Radio, 105.1 FM, WAVA. My name is Dennis Williams. I'm Director of Minister Relations for WAVA Radio, and I want to welcome you to today's broadcast. You know, as more doses of the COVID vaccine become available, and there are some area churches that are really getting more involved. Residents in some neighborhoods may not have a regular health care provider, and so that's why these churches are doing that. Computer access or transportation is very limited for some folks. Well, by hosting clinics at a local church, residents in hard-hit areas and neighborhoods can get easier access. So our guest today recently hosted a clinic for the members of his community. Wow, by the way, can I just stop and say I love that? I think that's fantastic, by the way. Um, he hosted for, for members of his community, and that's just one of the ways his church is serving the community during this pandemic. And folks, of course, here to get us started to introduce our guest for today is my good friend, my co-host of Good News for the City, Pastor Brian Bales, Senior Pastor of Christian Fellowship Church. Brother Bales, dude, love you, man. It's good to see you. God bless you. Thanks, man. Good to see you again, too. Uh, and it's always good to see a returning guest. It makes I'm us feel better when they're what, willing to man. come back on the show. Oh, we say man. that, right? The familiar faces. Amen Uh, and amen. It is nice, even if uh, the way that this uh, face is just over computer today as we're talking. I'm excited that someday, though, in a much more personal way, uh, we're going to get a chance to meet and hang out some more with the Reverend. Brian, if our guest, by the way, let me say this real quickly before you introduce him. If our guest doesn't say the same thing, man, we're in trouble. Well, he says, oh, man. Yeah. Well, I did hear him laughing just a little bit, I think, when that <laughs> happens. So uh, we can just edit that out of the show. Amen. It's fine. But yeah, let's, let's tell who it is. It's, it's the Reverend Dr. Pastor, all of wonderful titles, Kendrick Curry. Uh, he is the pastor Amen. of Pennsylvania Amen. Avenue Baptist Church for over 17 years. I'd imagine he'd tell you, though, that uh, one of his greatest titles is husband to the yes, Reverend sir. Karen Curry. Yes, sir. Two children. I believe I'm saying Kiona. Is that correct? Kiana. Kiana, I apologize. I should have asked you in advance. And Kendrick II. Uh, And man, I'm just glad to have you back on the show because we have you. We're going to talk about just what uh, Dennis just mentioned, that the good news, that's the name of the show, the good news of the gospel is the truth about who Jesus is. But the good news of the gospel, as we talked in the show over and over and over again, isn't just something that is to be verbalized. It's also something that is to be actualized yes. as we go out and yes. do what God has called us to do. And, you know, Pastor Curry, you find yourself uh, in uh, an opportune moment where you are involved in a community. Your church is involved in a community that has, like many communities, some needs, certainly in this case about the vaccine, but depending upon the community that may one might grow up with, the culture they may grow up with, or that sort of stuff, differing people 
are looking at this COVID virus and specifically they're looking at the vaccines that have rolled out now just recently, the third vaccine that's been approved in the United States. And not everyone looks at the vaccine and sees it with super positive eyes. In fact, there are many communities that are hesitant uh, to get the vaccine. And you've had the opportunity to serve in communities like that and serving in a community like that. And so for people who may be uneducated on some of the reasons that communities might have to be hesitant, let's just start there. When we talk about the COVID vaccine and, and we hear some uh, people hesitant that way, what are some of the reasons that so? Well, first of all, let me just say good morning to both good of you, morning, all, Brian and Dennis. And it is great to be back again um, on, on good news for the city. This is a tremendous program um, communicating what's really happening on the ground regarding the word of God for Amen. the people of God and for those who need to know Jesus Christ. Yeah, so if we ever start advertising, witness, you're if we ever start witness. advertising, Pastor Curry, we're going to sound like that and use that. So thank you. But for the truth, we, we didn't pay you for that, but we appreciate that. You're, and you're and, and we welcome. love interviewing people like you, not this to be a Amen. mutual love fest, because Amen. you are, that's what this show is about, highlighting the good news of the gospel that is localized, happening through people locally here in the Washington metro area, and how people in the Washington metro area can get involved. And, and that's what you're doing. But you, you are are attempting as these vaccine clinics trying to overcome some of those reasons that communities sure. have for not getting involved. Sure. You know, it, when, when we look at the reasons, you know, it really comes down to issues of, of trust or the lack thereof. It, it comes down to misinformation uh, and miseducation, yes. if you will, yes. um, within the context of community and for some, you know, credible reasons. When we began to look back in history, um, I'll just cite two examples. You can talk about uh, a Tuskegee experiment and folk can go look that up or where, where men had mm -hmm. syphilis and, and the vaccine was discovered and it was not given to them and many of it carried late, it later on into life. That sort of thing has led to a distrust of the of the medical system not not to mention some of the horrific things that we've dealt with you know systemic racism or anti-black racism that that we've had to contend with in the country and and we had to really deal with some areas and are dealing with some areas of, of repentance before God for how we treat another Amen. um that Amen. has had a great impact on who you trust who mm -hmm. you listen to and when you deal with matters of vaccine hesitancy, what you're really dealing with is the sum total of all of these years of things of not feeling right, not feeling connected, not knowing who to trust. So one of the things we have to do is start to debunk the myths, mm -hmm. start to deal with matters of vaccine hesitancy, start to uh, correct misinformation so that so that we can move forward. I will say this, one of the things we did early on is to really get some folk that quite frankly are from the community that that uh, people feel like they can look at and they can trust and are credible and trusted messengers. And we started creating webinars and, and mm -hmm. to start to talk about the virus. We yeah. started doing a whole host of things to start to educate and bring awareness. Why? Because we are trying to 
correct misinformation. Correct. We are trying to deal with matters of vaccine hesitancy. We also went along with testing. And, and so you have to understand that this thing is a progression. And this, more than anything else, as we even get to the vaccinations now, look, we have to realize that we're trying to do and we're called to incarnational ministry where we yeah. embody yes. Jesus yeah. Christ. It's not enough just to live as so-called Christian, but how do we really look at ourselves and think about ourselves and live out? What it, what, what it means to be the hand and feet of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. How are we in the earth? And, and in order to do that, you have to get engaged with correcting misinformation. And scripture helps us do that all the time. It gets us in ways of right thinking and right alignment with the will and the word of God. Yeah. And so when we deal with vaccine hesitancy, we are seeing it as a mission to look at what God has blessed us with, with science, what God has blessed us with, with credible, accurate information, what God has blessed us with in terms of uh, trusted resources and messengers to disseminate so that we can become what people need to be. We want to be Jesus that they never read about or that they never hear about, providing correct information. So that's how we've been really looking at vaccine hesitancy. And I'm personally appreciative of you giving context that that the distrust doesn't exist in a vacuum. And and I think for those who are unaware of certain challenges that occur in certain neighborhoods, racially and and many other things in history, no wonder um, they look at something and they don't understand. And so putting in a context is so helpful in that way. And and then how you process through, you know, putting thought leaders and civic leaders and community leaders that were trusted out in front of people to talk about it. And I'm sure even to be people who got out in front and got vaccinated first, when you laid that groundwork, then you had an opportunity through your local church there uh, that you lead, you had an opportunity to then provide a clinic and uh, right there, Pennsylvania Baptist Church. How did that go? That's very cool. That's cool. Yeah. So the the clinic went well and we're Pennsylvania Avenue Baptist Church. I'm sorry. I just said that wrong. Yeah. Some folk leave off that Avenue part, which which is, I think, very important because we're on the other end of Pennsylvania Avenue. If you hear what I'm saying. Yeah, there's a Um, long, it's a long road. It's a a long street. We're on the southeast side of Pennsylvania Avenue. But one of the things we've been able to do and with my with my background as a research chemical engineer before becoming a pastor, been Christian all my life, um, as far as since since the age of eight years old. And and I find myself understanding the science and trying to be what pastors often are in the black community in particular and brown communities, and I would suspect others, we become translators of what's happening in society and what's happening in the community and how we are to morally and ethically share that information. So Mm -hmm. in doing that, we've had the privilege of setting up models, working with uh, DC Department of Health, working with Mary Center, working with um, uh, Five Medicine. And what we've been able to do is look at the supply chain coming into DC of vaccine. What we've been able to do is pull together partners. So it, it, it requires something of some intent with some intentionality that allows you to develop 
a process where a house of worship can find itself being able to have a clinic. This was not some overnight thing. We yeah. set up infrastructure yeah. by doing testing as late as last May or June. And so that helped us begin to get the infrastructure and start to put the pieces in place. And, and I voiced feeling led from God that we should be able to do a vaccination clinic once the vaccines became available. And we got Amen. approval in, in, in uh, January and we, well, early February, and then we went on. So the clinics have been able to go on because of a special initiative of just starting with a small amount to go into areas where there's vaccine hesitancy, where there have been some challenges with vaccine equity and where there's a digital divide and deal with matters of senior 65 plus early on. And we had a successful clinic. We did three days and it was over 340 some odd persons that were vaccinated. That's amazing. And and we were able to go through. And this is the gospel. We become the hand and feet of of Jesus in, in doing that. Yeah, I want to go there for, for those who maybe want to get a leave even more information about it. I encourage them. There's an uh, article in the Washington Post came out on the 10th of February. You can just go to the Washington Post and look for it or you can Google it. Uh, talking specifically about what you're talking about in, in your initiative, talking about churches in the coronavirus vaccine clinics. But in that article, you told the Washington Post this. I believe this is the call of the church. It's not just to be a place where we gather for worship. It's mm-hmm. a place where we mm-hmm. witness the change in people's lives. What sort of changes are you witnessing? You know, the changes in people like, I can tell you about the joy of seeing a senior who may not know how to use a smartphone well. They may not be able to check email well, but when the church engages in what it does best, literally customer service, serving people, and carrying that gentle touch to demonstrate who we are in Christ Jesus and helping somebody get registered so that they can get a vaccine because they desire to have it, to see the joy of that happening is something tremendous. Mm -hmm. Remember, the church is a safe space. The church is a credible place. And in, in, in the Black community and many other communities, you find that the church is that resource-based place where folk come where they're broken, where they're needed. And we help supply them with what they're in need of, whether it be food or whether it be vaccine. But more importantly, it's the word of God. So we take the word of God and try to make it portable so that folk can carry it with them and Mm -hmm. they can see that we care about them uh, in terms of loving them because they're created in the image and likeness of God. Amen. Pastor Curry, I was going to say that when you said um, they don't know how to use a smartphone or a computer and email and stuff, you were talking about my mother. So because I've offered to buy my mom a smartphone and, or a computer, mm-hmm. I said, Mom, we can send emails. She said, well, what's that mean? What's exactly. that? I said, Mom, that's electronic mail. You get it fast. You get, oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. So she's but we can't the... leave them behind. Right, right. exactly. We have exactly. a responsibility God, yes. because if we live long enough and the Lord allows us, guess yes. what? We will be <laughs> on that end too. Yes, That's right. Yes. You yeah. know, this, is, you this know... is this is something we must do. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm already, I have a teenage daughter who's very gracious and very kind to me. And I feel I'm somewhat electronically savvy, but she kind of looks at me every once in a while like, oh, you don't know how to do this, right? There's <laughs> making those connections deeper. Now, I do encourage people to go to your church website, www.pabc, which stands for Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania Avenue, Avenue Baptist, Baptist Church, dash DC. Dash DC www.pabc-dc.org. You can find out more there. One of the things that we're probably not going to dive in today that I'm really excited about, we've talked about uh, in some other shows, some other people, that you also have a mental health initiative sure. going there because there's not just a, a physical pandemic going on. There's some significant mental health issues that come with all this isolation uh, and, and the, the, the distrust and, and so many things there. But it strikes me that someone is listening to this today. Maybe they're the person that's distrustful, or maybe they're like, I'm so glad Pastor Curry's on today because I've got someone in my realm of influence. I feel Jesus is calling me to be in their lives and they're yes. afraid yes. or they're distrustful of this yeah. vaccine. Yeah. What would yeah. you say? What, what should I say to them? You, you know, what I, what I would say to them is that the vaccine is safe. It's, it's been studied. It has been um, proven to be efficacious. It, it, it is something that, quite frankly, with all of the minds that we have to bear on this particular problem, we've been very successful at shrinking the time down that's required for a vaccine. Vaccines are usually produced five, seven years at least. But we've been able, you know, the pandemic has, has been a tremendous accelerator in many yeah. respects. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Things that would normally take seemingly eons are now taking shorter periods of time, not because of the lack of uh, care and rushing, but because of the intentionality. And that's what I want people to know. This has been developed it, and, and for those that are African-American or Black or Hispanic, we've had uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Kismakia Corbett, who is responsible for the development of, of part of the Moderna vaccine. And we have all of these vaccines out. And, and you have people that look like you, sound like you, that, that some, some are believers that have been engaged in the process. So I tell them that on the first hand. And then I tell them, I believe it's safe. And as a pastor leader, I also believe that it's my responsibility to lead in that way. So yes. I've taken the yes. vaccine. And that's what we did on February the 10th. We right. took several credible messengers, um, along with some spouses, actually took the vaccine so that we could share with our congregations the impact. Because it, there's nothing like going and dealing with it for yourself and yes. experiencing it yourself. So right. I, I've, I've done that. And then next week, we will look at taking uh, the second part of the Moderna vaccine. That's right. Uh, so I'm, I, I don't fit yet into the category, but my wife does. And I'm, I've been excited for her. She was able to, to get the vaccine. And we were able to share it in a smaller way, many of the same things that you were about efficacy and, and safety yes. for those who, who have some concerns. Now, what would you say are some of the opportunities you've been most excited about? when you're in this clinical setting to present the gospel? Oh, my goodness. To present the gospel, you know, one, one brief story, it, it, was, a, it was a gentleman to, that came in that started to embody the gospel. He was from the neighborhood, and he was so excited that 
the vaccinations were happening at the church that he brought bagels you know he brought, <laughs> he, he brought brought in bagels That's for folks cool. and That's and cool. i like wow this is what it means to show the gospel right yeah. and then i start yeah. to think about I, I start to think about matthew 25 i think about scripture you know i was hungry and they fed me i was clothed I was naked and they clothed me. I was a stranger. You visited me. Mm -hmm. We think about all of that. And I've been able to share that the real role of the church is to leave the building and to be more present with people incarnating ministry. So what we've done quickly is we've combined things. We have food distributions with over 2000 folk that are connected to vaccinations or testing. Mm -hmm. And we've been able to do this and have a grand celebration while sharing tracks, sharing uh, who Jesus is all along the way. So it's given us a great opportunity to share and to demonstrate what we believe about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah, now you have another upcoming clinic, March 11th and 13th. Is that something that people could find out more information by going to your website, or is that already booked up? Yeah, pretty much it's already booked up, That's unfortunately. Right. Um, and the reason it's booked up is because this is the second shot of the people that receive the, the first, first shot of the vaccine, vaccine. First, okay. first vaccine shot. But there may be some standby places. Okay. And if you go to fivemedicine.com and look up Pennsylvania Avenue um, and, and register on the standby list, and you may be able to get there because around 2.30 every day, folks are find, asking, you know, do you have vaccine left over? Did somebody miss their appointment or what have you? And, and you could perhaps be on the list to get a call. And if you can be there in 30 to 40 minutes, you, that's your, the vaccine is yours because ah, yeah. we waste no vaccine. Right. Every Amen. shot has to go into an arm. Yeah. And so we, we have to be mindful of that. So in the last maybe two minutes, and this is my favorite question we get to ask every week in some form or another, you know, um, we as pastors, um, I think a lot of times people would look at us and say, ah, we have arrived. And I use that word very tongue in cheek, uh, that we're still on this journey like everyone else. We're always learning things about God. He's always teaching us. What is something God has taught you through this? God, God has taught me that, you know, our ministry has to be more open, more uh, visible in in the marketplace, in the public square, in everything. You know, I I can remember how folk used to laugh at street preachers. Mm -hmm. But since the pandemic happened, most of us are street preachers. There are churches in parking lots. They're doing many things out in terms of the ministry. So what I've learned is that maybe, just maybe, We've worshiped the building more than who needs to be in the building. Maybe our greater witness is beyond the walls of the church, beyond what we do in just in terms of worship and praise and celebration of God, to do that outside where we demonstrate the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You know what they say, Dennis, that'll preach. Right. Amen. You know, uh, Pastor Curry, thank you for that reminder. Just again, I think none of us wake up in the morning and decide we want to make a church a building. We all know that the church is a people. Their church is meeting right now all throughout the world. Don't have a building. 
people Absolutely. all through the early church didn't have a building, didn't have right? a building, but so often it becomes really easy to allow the tool or the gift of God, mm-hmm. uh, like a building to become more important than the call of God. And, and remember, so that, Jesus had no place to lay his head. Amen. Amen. I and mean, so, but just amen. thank you for that. Thank you for that. And thank you for yeah, this reminder. You're more than Dennis? Welcome. Pastor's going to start preaching, Brian. That's we right. Better, we better keep him on, man. He's going to start <laughs> preaching. Come on. All right. Well, Pastor, God bless you, man. Thank you so much, brother. Thank you're you, just brother. a great guest. You're a great witness for Jesus. I just love you, man. And I'm, I'm so appreciative of you, folks. If you want more information, Brian said it once, let me say it again, www.pabc-dc.org, and you can get more information. Um, Pennsylvania Avenue Baptist Church, Dr. Kendrick Curry, Pastor Curry. Oh, man, it's been so great to have you. God bless you, friend. Thank you for having me on, and may you be blessed, and may this program be blessed, Brian and Dennis and and Lauren and all of those at Waver. We give God glory for you, because this is the good news for the city. It's going to transform the local neighborhood and the world through the love of Jesus Christ. Hey, folks, he's going to start preaching, so you better get on that website. You can also go back to goodnewsforthecity.com goodnewsforthecity.com. Listen to this again. I would urge you to do that, by the way. Or you can call me at the station, 703-807-2266. Hey, especially today, man, I am charged up because of Pastor Curry. I want you to remember, remember with us, folks, it's the gospel that makes a way. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC. This is a partnership, movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of Good News for the City, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to help bring unity to Bible-believing people and churches in order to multiply our impact in our city, and we would love for you to join us. You can learn more at goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Or you can go to wava.com keyword good news. Or you can call us at 703-807-2266. 703-807-2266. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way.